Good evening and welcome to our Spread the Bread Bible study. I am Pastor Steve Talbert and I'm so happy to be with you. Let's start out with prayer. Lord God, we just thank you for this time in your presence. We thank you for this time in your word where we'll, Lord God, gain wisdom, knowledge, understanding, might, counsel, fear of the Lord, the anointing of God, a keen discernment, the tongue to learn, activation of gifts of the Holy Spirit. We just thank you right now for that you would increase, Lord God, and that I would decrease that you will have your way even on this virtual study. In Jesus' name pray, amen. Amen. Once again, I'm Pastor Steve Talbert. I want to welcome you to our midweek Bible encounter. Uh, so excited that you're here to join us. And before we begin, we want to invite you to partner with Yes Lord Ministries financially uh, using the methods that you see on the screen. You can give using the Yes Lord Ministries mobile app. Uh, download it from your Apple App Store, Google Play Store. Uh, also, Cash App, dollar sign Yes Lord M. Also, you can click the donate button right there on Facebook or go to our website, www.ylmconnect.org. You can also text the word give to 1-844-948-3895. You can also use the Giveify app and search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenworth, New Jersey. You can also give by writing a check or money order and mailing it to Yes Lord Ministries, P.O. Box 425, Union, New Jersey, 07083. And so we thank you for your partnership and your support of our ministry. Amen. And so tonight uh, we're going to uh, come from Matthew, the 14th chapter, Matthew 14, verse 14, Matthew 14, verse 14. And so uh, I just want to encourage you on tonight, uh, especially this is the middle of the week. And we want to we want to understand what our role is in our uh and wherever you are, whether you're at school, at work, in your neighborhood, uh, wherever you go, uh, you have a mission. You have a challenge. Jesus gave us the Great Commission, uh, as is famously called, where he challenged us to go into all the world and make disciples. But there is a certain mindset and certain uh, spiritual positioning you have to have in order to really be able to address the needs that you see out there. And so Matthew uh, actually, let's start at Matthew 9, Matthew 9, verse 36 to 38. Matthew 9, verse 36 to 38. Yeah, Matthew 9, verse 36 to 38. And so it reads like this. When he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Amen. And so uh, I want to talk about having the compassion of Christ, having the compassion of Christ. And so uh, when we look at this, uh, these two verses of scripture in Matthew 9, verse 36 to 38, uh, it says, when he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them. He felt compassion for them. And so the one thing about the word compassion uh, is that word means to have a sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with the desire to alleviate. So you don't just say, oh, poor, per poor person. Oh, I'm so, I feel so sorry for them. I have pity on them. But you not only have that sympathy, but you also have a desire to act, to alleviate whatever is distressing them at that time. And so uh, Jesus, when he saw the disciples, when he saw the crowds, he saw the people, 
and he saw that they were distressed and and dejected. And when you think about the stress, uh, most famously, you could think about distressed jeans or or the distressed shirt. And and most likely, if you've seen a distressed jeans or shirt, usually has rips and holes, and it has that wear look on it. Um, and, and and so they they spiritually speaking, and even that spiritual uh, condition reflected on their uh, physical countenance. And so they were they were distressed and dejected. They 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 didn't feel like there was any hope. They didn't feel like there was any hope. And Jesus had compassion. He had a desire to alleviate that distress, that dejection, to 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 change it around and to to make them put them in a right state. Okay. And so so it says they were like he saw them, and the way he likened them is like sheep without a shepherd they they had no no leadership they had no guidance they had no direction they they were just walking aimlessly through life and so when we look at the world around us and we look at the conditions of people around us especially after going through 2020 2021 and even some of 2022 uh going through those periods of time of great loss of great grief of great trauma you know people have they have changed dramatically if they were changing before and, and getting uh if, if things were seem to be getting darker as far as society then the pandemic phase of, of civilization accelerated that it, it, it accelerated the distress it accelerated the dejection and so so we have the same commission when he said go he is wanting us to go as he went Go as he went into the world and to actually look for needs to alleviate, look, look to alleviate needs, look to alleviate the distress. Okay, that state of being distressed and have compassion on the, the people, not just pity, but have compassion on the people. Okay. Um, and so he says they, they didn't have direction. Then he says, then he said to his disciples. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. So who are the workers that he's referring to in this first sentence? He says the harvest is abundant and the workers, they were the workers. There were only a few of them. The workers are few. Okay. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. And so as believers, we are all workers in the harvest. We're all workers in the harvest. This is not reserved just for the evangelist or the, or the apostle or the pastor or the prophet or, or, or the, the teacher. Or th This is for every believer, everyone who has confessed Jesus Christ as Lord, who, who has been redeemed, who has been filled with the Holy Spirit. This is for all of the believers, those that believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. These, this, the workers are them. You are the workers. If you if you made the confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, then you are a worker in the harvest. And so it does you no good to pray for the Lord to send an evangelist, to pray for the Lord to send a missionary, to pray for the Lord to send when you are a worker in the harvest. You have a part to play in this end time harvest and you need to realize that you need to stop ignoring the compassion. Stop ignoring that compassion. Why? Because that the word compassion also in the Greek uh, it is it means to be moved as to one's bowels or gut. 
that gut feeling, okay? Hence, to be moved with compassion, to have compassion for the bowels, the guts were to be thought to be the seat of love and pity, okay? So have I, I don't know if you've ever been uh, in, a, in a situation or, or seen someone or been around someone and, and all of a sudden you, you got this gut feeling that you just feel like I just want to help them. But then you just shake it off and shrug it off and just go about your business. But you are a worker in the harvest and the workers in the harvest have to be evangelistic minded. And when I say evangelistic minded, I'm not talking about a denomination. No, I'm talking about a mind, a mind that is ready to share the good news with people to see their lives transformed and to see them brought into the kingdom and to see them become change agents in the world. And, but see, unless you say something, okay, because even in Romans 10, Romans 10 tells us that they can't hear without a preacher. They can't hear without a preacher. And it's not talking about somebody standing behind a, a, a pulpit or it's talking about the person who has the word of God in them and that can hear God and that wants to be used of God and is available to be used of God at that moment when you share the word of God with them, you become a preacher. You don't become a preacher in a, in a form where you start getting business cards printed up and start, you know, want your website, you know, John, you know, uh, this little light of mine ministries, evangelistic ministry. No, but you are a believer. God wants to use the believers that do not need a title in order to minister, in order to serve. That is what God wants to do. God wants to use the believer who just believes, who just believes enough to where when he moves them, when he moves them in the gut with that compassion, remember that word in the Greek, it means it means to be moved as to one's bowels, to have compassion because it's thought to be the seat of love and pity. And so when you get that gut feeling for compassion, that compassionate feeling, then God is looking for you to then be obedient to that nudging of the Holy Spirit to go and do as he's saying to go and do. But we're waiting on signs and we're waiting on burning bushes and waiting on fleeces and all sorts of things before we hear God. And then we ignore it. We get in a pattern of ignoring God so much to where then when, when God desires to speak, we can't hear him because we're not tuned in to him. We're not, we're not being, we're not, we're not even positioning our hearts and minds and our bodies to be led by the spirit of God. God leads us through, he leads us by his spirit. He leads us by his spirit and he leads us by speaking to our spirit. And our soul or our mind, our will, our emotions and our body have to come in line with the leading of the Holy Spirit. And, and so... When we think about that, when we think about this and we think about the fact that many modern Christians are more concerned with congregating inside of a building than spreading God's kingdom and his love to a world in crisis. The world is in crisis. The world is in crisis. And there, but the, today's modern Christians are so much more concerned with 
with appearances and with 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 having bling and 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 having stuff, you know. And so and 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 they're they're more concerned with the 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 form of godliness. They're more concerned with the form of godliness, but they deny the power. They deny the power when you don't heed the leading of the Lord in a moment of compassion in a time where the Lord is moving you with compassion then you are you are denying you are denying the power of God you're denying the power of God but you want God to move but you're not working with him we're supposed to be co-laborers with him we're supposed to work together with him in in the work that he's doing here in the earth he said, he told the disciples, he said, don't think the kingdom is coming with observation, but the kingdom of God is within you. It's within each and every last bought, blood bought believer. The kingdom of God is inside of you and the kingdom of God is waiting to be released into a world that is shrouded in crisis. God is looking for some first responders. And you should have you should have the the heart the the desire to be so used of God to where you will no longer miss those divine opportunities to serve. And so, Jesus, think about Jesus, right? So think about Jesus. He was not in a synagogue, but Jesus was outside. Okay. And it says Jesus was, and so Jesus was frequently outside. He was frequently found outside doing, rescuing people, doing ministry, rescuing people from distress, rescuing people, alleviating the distresses. And that's what we need to imitate. That's what we need to imitate. As much as we love and respect the men and women of God that, that are in our day, we ought not to it, uh, admire them to the point to where uh, we no longer have compassion on them. We shouldn't admire we to where we don't have compassion on people and we don't serve. We don't we don't do ministry outside of four walls. But no, we want to be like them. So we want the platforms like them. We want to have buildings full of people and all this stuff. But the but the people outside are going to hell. People outside are going to help because nobody's going to get them. Nobody's rescuing them from their distress. Nobody's alleviating their, their pain, their suffering. Nobody, nobody, because we're more concerned with getting back inside the building. I can't wait to get back inside the building. And of course, it's great to fellowship, to congregate with one another and to worship with one another together in person. It is great to do that. But that not that ought not to be the end all be all. But my life as a believer is to imitate Christ. That is why even Paul, one of the most influential ministers of his day, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And Paul was frequently being found as well outside. He did ministry in a synagogue, but he also did ministry outside. He did ministry outside of the four walls because there's meant there's a lot of opportunity there's a lot of opportunity divine opportunity 
waiting to be seized, kingdom opportunity, waiting to be seized. And we need to lay hold on it, okay? And so we have to really understand that. So if Jesus operated outside, and then we need to understand that being the church, not going the church, being the church has never been about a building. It has never been about a building. But it has always been about a kingdom-oriented people constantly advancing, constantly moving forward, moving the kingdom forward, okay, and making God's presence, his power, and his glory known everywhere. Making him known everywhere. So if people, if the people that I help never know my name, but they know that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God's love, his presence, his power, his glory is with them always. That is more than enough. That is more than enough for me. And, and that's where we that's where we ought to be. That's where our hearts, our minds ought to be positioned to where we're not walking, we're not walking God in to we're not walking to our conditions. But we're available, we're openly available to Him. You know, think about when you get saved, when you first get saved, the one thing that I, I've always, even I prayed when I first got saved and I've heard many others that when they first get saved, they pray, Lord, use me for your glory. Let Lord have your way in my life, your will, not my will. Then they, they also pray, you know, just like John said in John four, they say, Lord, let him increase. Let me decrease. Let him become greater. Let me become less. Because God, all I want is you. All I want is your way. But then when God presents a divine opportunity to serve, to minister, to, to, to bring the kingdom into a situation, then we're all tight-lipped. The other last week, I had I was in a place and I had the opportunity to actually share Christ with a person. And 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 so that to me made that trip it made that trip to the place worth it it made it well worth it because somebody is being brought into the kingdom and it's not inside of church a church building because i am the church you are the church independent of a physical structure or four walls we are the church Okay, and so we need to recognize that if we wait for the unsaved to come into a building, they won't never come. They won't never come. If we wait for them, they won't never come, especially these days. And so we need to go to them. That's why he said, you go into all the world. He didn't say the world is going to come into you. No, you go into all the world. He didn't say stay, sit, wait. No, you go into all the world. That was his challenge to us to disciple the world, to disciple the nations, to go into all the world. We cannot wait for them to come to us. We have to go to them. Okay? They won't come. And that's why he told us to go in Matthew 16 and Mark 16, verse 15. Okay? And, and so that's what evangelism is all about, okay? And so then uh, 
in Luke 17, verse 20 to 21, uh, Jesus says, says, being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God was coming, when the kingdom of God was coming, okay, he answered, the kingdom of God does not come, it does not come that you can stealthily watch for it, okay? Nor will they say, see here or see there, for the kingdom of God is within you. It's within your heart. It's within you. It's within you. The kingdom of God is within you. And with the kingdom comes all that God is. And with the kingdom comes the healing. With the kingdom comes deliverance. With the kingdom comes transformation of cities and neighborhoods and households. The kingdom of God is much greater. It's, the kingdom of God is much greater. The vision of the kingdom of God is much greater and much more expansive than we've limited the kingdom of God to. Okay? And, and, and it's, a, it's a living reality for the believer. The kingdom of God, it's a living reality for the believer. It's it's the it's the the it's it is the 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 way in which we live. We live kingdom minded, kingdom of God minded, just looking for opportunities to expand the kingdom. We're terraforming. Okay, that means that the the businesses. That means that the schools. That means that entertainment. That means that the sciences. That means that every sphere, the governments, every sphere of society should be impacted by the kingdom of God. We cannot lock God in to say, oh no, I won't, I won't be bothered with politics. No, 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 no. I'm just going to wait until I go to heaven. And then you're going through hell down here. Policies are being changed, being uh, created and put in place against you. Against the word of God. Because there are no people there, because the people that have the mind of God that are that are representatives of the kingdom of God, they're not they're, they don't want to be bothered with politics. But we have to change, we have to shift our mindsets. We have to, we have to, we have to really, if we're going to see, if we're going to see the kingdom of this world become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, it's going to happen with more than just crusade meetings. Okay, it's going to happen with more than just crusade meetings, and and those are all well and good. I know of many crusades and, and, and evangelistic meetings that have had great impact on on regions, but we cannot limit we cannot limit kingdom work just to a crusade meeting, because when you go to the office tomorrow, you're going to the office as a representative of the kingdom of God. And Paul calls himself, "I am an ambassador." I am an ambassador, okay? And so you go with the royal authority. You go with the royal resources. And, and, and so when we realize when we realize who we are and what we have and what we're, what we're supposed to be doing, then we, we, we start to understand our assignments. We start to understand why we've been placed in that job. We, we start to understand why we've been placed in that neighborhood. We start to understand why we walked into that grocery store on that day. We start to understand why we went to or walked by that person on that day. We start to understand why we're here. We start to understand why we're here. In Ephesians 2.10, 
Paul said that we are his workmanship recreated unto good works. We've been made to do good works and that good works is encompassed in the kingdom of God. Encompassing the kingdom of God is recognizing the assignment that God has placed you here in the earth to do. Why God has placed you in the situations and in the in the environments that he's placed you in. He hasn't placed you there so that you can cry and pout and complain day after day saying, Lord, get me out of here. Lord, get me out of here. No, but sometimes we need to understand that we're put into situations that we may not ultimately want to be in, but we need to be there. I, and I, I've shared many times about how uh, I had a I had a particular job and I was there for two years and 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 the the first year I was there you know I'm just like I just don't want to be here you know I'm j I just don't want to be here and and but then one day uh, God started to speak to me and say He says you need to change your mindset He said you need to change your mindset You're trying to leave here but I have an assignment here for you and so. I said, okay, Lord, okay, all right, all right. I'm not going to put up any resistance. I'm not going to put up resistance. Okay, what's my assignment? What is my assignment? And there were certain, there were several people that I came in contact with through the course of the of the next year that I would minister to, and that I would see them have their lives changed to the glory of God. Okay, and once that was done, then I could move on to the next assignment. And when I got there, same thing. I said, Lord, what it so I now know how I'm to enter into a new place. I know, I know now why, you know, okay, when I get this job, when I get into this employment, when I enter into this opportunity, I'm no longer entering into it thinking about myself. But now I'm thinking, okay, Lord, why who do you have me here for? Who do you have me here for? Who needs, who needs to hear the word in season? Who, need, who needs to hear? what just? And, and when I say a word in season, I'm not, I'm not sitting with the person and saying, in the beginning, God said, no, I am some, most, most of the time, and I told my wife this, I said, it's funny how like the prophetic gifting in me, the, the most of the time it operates way better than if I'm in a church you know, church gathering, it operates way better when I'm just having a conversation with somebody. And God just begins to speak to me. He begins to reveal things to me. And I just begin to speak it out to the person. And 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 most of the time, not most of the time they cry. And I'm like, well, wait, 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 not, not here, not here, not, you know, like don't want anybody walking in thinking I, I didn't say something harmful to you. No, but it's that they're being free. They're being liberated. Okay. And that's why I, I strongly believe that uh, the gifts are in, for operation in our, it's in our everyday life. It's in our everyday life. We're looking for, we're looking for, you know, religious surroundings in order to function in the gifts and, you know, let, let's prophesy in the service and all that. And that's great. Okay. But then here's, here's what the, the, the believer today is tasked with representing God in the world. Wait, but that sounds like the Great Commission. It never changed. The mission never changed. 
The times have changed, but the mission is the same. We are supposed to disciple the nations. Disciple the nations. And so I want to present some, some facts to you. And so according to a Barner Group poll, uh, in 1993, a percent, 85% of all U.S. adults regularly attended church versus 15% that didn't, all right? Currently, 76%, and it, with the pandemic, because this is uh, uh, pre-pandemic stats, but with the pandemic, the, the stats are probably a little lower with church going regularly church going people okay it's because this was 76 percent versus 23 percent that never attended so you see as time goes on percentages of not regularly attending church is starting to get larger and larger and larger while the percentage of attending church is starting to get smaller and smaller and smaller which means that we cannot wait for them to come to us, we have to go to them. That's the point of the stats. It's saying that we can't wait for them to come into us, to come into our, our beautiful edifices. You know, I want to use a fancy word. We can't wait for them to come into our beautiful edifices, you know, but we got to go out into the world and we got to, we got to touch the people that we come in contact with and maximize the moments. Maximize those divine appointments. Before you leave your house, you need to pray, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for divine appointments. I thank you. I th and I, you constantly hear me talk about it. I thank you for divine appointments. I thank you that you give me the tongue to learn that I should know how to speak a word in season to that weary one, to that distressed one, to that dejected one. That they, when I leave them, they will have hope and that that hope will be built on Christ. And so the kingdom of God, and Paul writes this to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 4.20. Paul says this, for the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. The kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. And so we need to uh, begin, become a church of demonstration. A church of demonstration, okay? And if you want to know how you're to demonstrate, what are you to demonstrate, then I encourage you to read the Gospels, then read the book of Acts, then read, just read the whole book, okay? Just read the whole book, all right? To find out what demonstration looks like, okay? Because Jesus is the, is the best example. And then the, the apostles, the disciples in, in the book of Acts, and the believers in the book of Acts, they are... The, the next best example. So just, just read the whole book, okay? Just, just read the whole book, all right? And find out what demonstration actually looks like as the church living and breathing and walking around, all right? And so, think, so finally, I want you to think about this. Many of you have felt compassion, okay? You felt compassion when you're around someone in distress. And you dismissed it as being an upset stomach. Don't do that anymore. 
But at that moment, ask God, okay, Lord, what is it that you would have me to do? What is it that you would have me to speak? How do how does this person need you most right now? Okay. And so Mother Teresa, the late Mother Teresa said this, let no one ever come to you without leaving better and happier. Be the living expression of God's kindness. Kindness in your face, kindness in your eyes, and kindness in your smile. Lord God, we just thank you right now for this uh, encouragement word that just encourages us to have the compassion of Christ and then to not just have compassion, but to act, act as Jesus would act. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that you're leading us by your spirit, that, Lord God, we're, we're no longer resisting your move, but Lord God, you said in your word that as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And so we thank you that our sonship is now being revealed to the rest of the world and they know who we belong to. They know that we're kingdom of God representatives. We're ambassadors of Christ. And so God, we just thank you right now. We praise you for just your glory being made manifest, being revealed, that your love in, is being experienced throughout the world through us, that we're conduits of your love, we're conduits of your power, we're conduits of your glory. Lord God, we just thank you right now for the miracle signs and wonders that you follow us because we believe, God. We believe you. We believe you. And so, God, we thank you that we are the living expression of you in the earth. We honor you, praise you right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so, I just encourage you to listen to this and keep listening. Uh, connect with us using our uh, social media platforms and our app. Uh, you can even uh, send us an email at events at ylmconnect.org or shoot us uh, inbox, DM us uh, on our platforms that you see below. Uh, you can also, again, partner with Yes Lord Ministries financially. Uh, we are, uh, again, preparing to actually uh, return to the building uh, eventually. And so we need finances in order to make that happen. And so use the methods that you see below. Uh, you can actually give using the YLM mobile app. Uh, you can use Cash App, the, click the donate button on Facebook or on the YLM.org website, the YLMConnect.org website. Text us, use Giveify or write a check or money order uh, to actually partner with us financially. Help us to take this ministry around the world uh, because there are people that need to hear. And in these platforms that we're on are not actually free. Uh, and so uh, we actually need your financial support uh, just to help us to go even further with this message that God has and this vision that God has for us. And so I just encourage you to join us on this coming Sunday, uh, Sunday morning at 830. Uh, we're going to have an awesome time in our morning worship. Uh, then at 630 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard, we will have an amazing time in our Sunday night ignite service. And so you do not want to miss our weekend worship experience. And so I am Pastor Steve Talbert. I thank you for joining us. Have a great night. Complete Deliverance, Finding and Keeping Total Victory for Your Life by Apostle Willie Talbert. Learn how to get delivered and stay delivered. God's Word shows us how to live in total victory. 
Live each day as a believer who is experiencing total victory and walking in complete deliverance. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Changing of the Guards Understanding Who Rules You by Dr. Mamie S. Talbert. Wake up and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Learn to pray until a change has taken place in the spiritual realm. Don't allow the wrong kinds of thoughts to thrive. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. Text giving. Text give to 1-844-948-3895. Givelify. Search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Our website, visit www.ylmconnect.org and click Donate. Cash App, dollar sign, Yes Lord M. Mail checks or money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, P.O. Box 425, Union, New Jersey, 07083. You're invited to our Sunday morning virtual worship experience at 8.30 a.m. Every Sunday night at 6.30 p.m., Join us for our Sunday Night Ignite service. Every Wednesday morning from 5.30 a.m. to 5.45 a.m., join us for corporate prayer. Our call-in number is 716-427-1096, and the access code is 172268-POUND. Every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., join us for Spread the Bread Bible Study as we dive into the Word of God. Subscribe to our podcast, YLM Sermon of the Week, on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. On behalf of Apostle Willie Talbert, Dr. Mamie S. Talbert, and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.